Hey, it's Margot Tantow here. Welcome to Windowsill Chats, a podcast for creatives and the creatively curious. I am so glad you're here. I've spent decades working with artists and being one myself. I've spent time in the trenches, figuring out the best way to get something made, how to put oneself out there, how to get your work noticed, and pull yourself up and face the next challenge. Windowsill Chats brings you creativity from a global perspective, as I talk in depth to friends I've met along the way. I'm here to bring their stories to you, as well as a few of my own, and see if there's anything you can pull out for yourself. Maybe a laugh, something you can relate to, and definitely a little bit more community for your quiet corner. So grab a cup of tea or coffee or a glass of wine and join me over in my sunny windowsill. Yes, I need your trouble. everyone. Thanks for finding your way to Windowsill Chats. I am really pleased to have you here today. I have the great good fortune today of speaking with Tracy English, who's a wonderful artist. She's a collage artist, but has certainly come to that through many other mediums and methods of putting color on paper and getting it out into the world. So we have a great conversation and I look forward to sharing that with you. I want to read a really lovely new review today um, from HB23. So thank you for leaving that. This lovely person says, this podcast is a treat I give myself on Sunday walks. I love the ease of the conversation that the host Margot has with her guests. The conversational style may exude ease, But these chats dig deep into the creative process, life, and work, and the intersection of these two things. I am unfamiliar with many of the people interviewed on this podcast, and I make a point not to look them up prior to listening. I prefer to listen to what is being said without having a preconceived notion of the person or their work. I love that. I wait till after I listen, and every single time the conversation is so interesting that I can't wait to look the person up and see their work and learn more about them. Even when the work has been something I'm not particularly visually into, the depth of the conversation that Margot engages them in gives me such profound respect for their work and their process. These insightful conversations on the podcast fuel my soul for the week ahead. Thank you for this wonderful series of chats. Oh my goodness. Thank you, HB23. That is really the ultimate compliment. You know, after I recorded this episode with Tracy, she was saying, gosh, you know, I I never want to listen again to what I say. And I, I rarely listen too, because I just, I don't know, we judge ourselves, right? But the thing that I love the most about, I don't know, my approach to these or, or my viewpoint on, on how I like to do it is just to have a conversation like you were meeting in a coffee shop. And many of these people I do have the grateful good fortune of knowing or have at least know of or have come in contact with in some way. So it's really 
a treat for me to be able to sit down and find out more about them myself. And I, I don't come to it. I'm not a big planner or pre-planner as those of you know me are chuckling right now, but maybe that's why it turns out and just takes the turns. The conversation takes the turns that it does. But today you get to listen to me talk to Tracy enough about my process. Tracy is a London-based illustrator who loves to create her designs out of hand-colored papers. Every day, she is found creating colorful collages in her home-based studio. Tracy's work can be found on many items, including greeting cards, gift wrap, fabric, books, and home products. I really love Tracy's color sense, the texture that she gets with how she paints on the paper. I remember back to um, one of the first home deck classes I taught with Make Art That Sells and with Dear Lilla. And Tracy was one of the students in that class. And I just remember how much her work stood out to me because she was standing for being her own self and having her own style. And over in Relish Creativity, my membership group, we're focusing this month on exactly that, finding your creative niche and kind of figuring out what that is. And it's an originality originality is is what we're playing with and that's something that's tricky right when we when we come to it at the same time as other people are in a class or trying to figure something out and Tracy has definitely carved a place for herself and I I just had a great conversation with her and I look forward to sharing it with you today I'm so pleased to be here with Tracy today thanks so much for coming on the podcast thank you for inviting me I've been just totally enamored with your work since I first saw it. I think you were one of those people that I recognized online as doing it your way and not kind of conforming to maybe what was happening or what everybody else thought they should be doing. And I just entirely respect that. Yeah. Well, I kind of just wanted to try and find a style. I was kind of struggling to find a new style, really. I had a load of time out from illustration. And initially, I used to uh, work with hand-painted silk. And then from there, I had kind of got into more illustration using watercolour and gouache and then I completely stopped with my family it was just um, yeah too much and I was kind of struggling just to find a new kind of handwriting I guess something that I could call my own right and yeah that's and I started playing around on the lots of different courses and things like that and yeah somehow one day I think it was on one of the mats the Lily Rogers courses I just decided to do some collage for some reason I think she was encouraging us to play around I thought, yeah, come on, then let's try to do that. Because I think I did the first assignment and really struggled thinking, mm. wow, everyone's brilliant. What on earth am I going to do? Right. And um, then the second one, I thought, okay, now I've got to up my game a bit and really just experiment. And yeah, so that's what I did. And I started experimenting with collage. I think in the home deck class, you did that. And I, I, I should have <laughs> seen if I yeah, had I think- way back in my files, but. I just remember it feeling so completely fresh, you know. Yeah, and- I think by the time I did the home deck courses, I'd already done the mats A and B. Mm-hmm. I think I did the first one, you know, the first one that came out or the second, yeah. no, it was 2014, I think. Yeah, that was And it was first. in those that I started playing with the collage. And so by the time I did those home deck courses, I'd already started working out my style, I guess. So well, those, I w- yeah, I love those courses. They were fantastic. Mm. My favorite classes I think of all time so far so yeah oh that's that's good to hear and I I think with with your having done watercolor and gouache and things like that you just kind of applied it to paper and then added another step 
basically, <laughs> you know, because yeah, probably, yeah, yeah. I just, I love it. So, oh, t- thank you. <laughs> tell me a little bit just about, I love going back a ways, you know, d- mm-hmm. did you always know you wanted to do something creative? Did it come out of something else? How did, how was it all, you know, launched for you? Yeah, I, I think I always knew I wanted to do something creative. Both my parents were creative. So I grew up in a creative house and I didn't really know anything else. That's great. So at 16, I potted off to art school, not really knowing exactly what I wanted to do, but just knowing that I, yeah, that was my oh, calling so really. That I, yeah. And um, I did a two year foundation course and discovered that I really loved creating patterns. Mm. First, I thought I would do interior design, but then I started and I had a textile module and I loved it. Mm. And so I um, did a two year after that, I did a two year diploma in printed textile design. And from that, I went and worked in a color forecasting studio. And oh, I'd wow. done my work experience at college there, college there and um, they invited me to come back afterwards and work freelance. So I think I worked on and off with them for about three years. They did so that a lot really color forecasting for Japan and places like oh that. Oh my gosh, how great to have that tucked in your in your it was bag. yeah, it was a it was a good good time earning some money out of college. But I was also already starting to do my own work, um, just on the sideline really. And I started doing a um market stall at Greenwich Arts mm-hmm. and Crafts Market, which is mm-hmm. in East London. So I would pot off there at the weekend with whatever I'd made in my spare time. Um, and that's when I started doing the painted silk Mm. so and I did the market stall that one particularly and a few other craft markets and things for about eight years which was kind of tough doing it at the weekends but I packed in doing the color the the color company and um, just concentrated on my own work and from that people we would see my work and I slowly started developing illustration jobs as well Mm. and greeting cards companies and things approached me so uh, it's been a yeah it's a slow slow progress of just building stuff up but it sounds like it grew really organically for you you know you were you were encouraged which is awesome lots of people aren't Mm -hmm. And, and you, you figured out a way to kind of get your artwork out there, even though you were working and then it, it mm-hmm. allowed you, it gave you maybe some confidence to just push yourself. Out yeah. I think it all, a lot of things just kind of fell into place over time, really. I think, I mean, I was always working hard at it, but um, things came up, opportunities came up and I took them and then, yeah. And then it kind of, yeah, I guess when I had two sons and I just found it after my first son, I thought, yeah, I'll be able to carry on, but I just really struggled to do it. We didn't have any particular help from outside and it was just impossible so yeah I just slowly wound it down really and um, decided to give it a complete break it wasn't necessarily intentionally it happened organically as well really it just it fizzled out um, yeah. because I was so busy looking after the kids and I had to look after my grandparents as well and I just had no other energy or time to do anything else no that's such a it's such an interesting thing to talk about and I don't think it's hard to give ourselves grace to do that. And I think sometimes it goes completely away and it's hard to find mm-hmm. how to get it back or how, how to, mm-hmm. how to express yourself because there you are, you know, with children or aging relatives or the combination and, and no time and no energy yet your just your voice was wrapped up in your creativity before. So it's kind of tricky to know how not to get completely lost in that. It is quite difficult. And I do regret taking so much time off, really, because it was really hard to get back into it again. How much time do you think you took off? Um, probably from when they were born 
probably 10 years or more. I mean, I was lucky because my husband could support us. So right. the money was never an issue. So it wasn't like I needed to work to have enough money to support our family as well. Right. We could survive on my husband's income. So it was probably t- about 10 years when I really, or maybe eight years. And then I started doing a few projects with their primary school where they were they needed people to paint scenery Mm. or murals and I started going into the school um, Mm. to do that just freebies really Um, so that kind of got me back into being a little bit creative again because I think I really did lose it completely Um, but I mean I was doing stuff with the kids you know know, art projects with them but nothing else Um, so yeah so I guess starting doing the murals at school was kind of the kind of start of feeling like yeah I and really want people, to get back into it again. People start to see it and realize that oh you know she's got more than just parenting going yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah well I think that was also, yeah. Yeah. I think though too that often people say oh aren't you lucky you know you can just stay home with the kids but really it's what's missing is what Mm-hmm. keeps me going you know what what keeps me creative you know in that in that yeah. time and certainly it's a it's a gift and it's wonderful to to be able to be in that position but but i think that a lot of people struggle with where to put that even changing you know it's so funny when you when you have such a solid career you know for you it was illustration and things like that and then people don't know you as that at all 10 years later no no i mean no one knew that i did anything creative i don't think from the friends that i met through my children right but yeah, I think they were kind of surprised when all of a sudden I started doing stuff again. I was always the one who did, went and painted the, the murals at school, right. but that was it kind of thing. Did you just find yourself like with a little bit more time or were you, how did you kind of lean back in? Um, yeah, I think I, I guess I slowly had it started having more time. My sons didn't need me so much. And yeah, I slowly had a bit more time to start playing around and I did start playing around with stuff that was really a bit lost. And then I think it was the kind of start of all the online classes. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, uh, maybe I need to invest a bit in that and take the plunge. So, yeah, I think it's when I did. I had done another one before the mats one, but it wasn't so good. Can't even remember what it was now. But I think it was when the mats ones came out. I thought actually these sound pretty good. That maybe this is, and that was really the turning point for me because I had done a few bits and I've been talking to a few people and had done the odd little bit of freelance work, nothing particularly good or special. But definitely those were the turning point for me. That's so great. And that allowed you to create quite a body of work. You could tell you were one of those people that was very consistent, like you were dedicated to. Yeah, I definitely wanted to get it going again and, and to make something out of it, I suppose. And I was enjoying it. And oh, that's so good. And I, again, you're just your style is so fresh and so endearing. And I, I just want to see it on Aww. on many <laughs> products. And I know you got an you did get an agent in the late teens, right? And for a little while. And yes, I had an American agent. Didn't work out so well. Um, just wasn't. I don't know. I remember a good match meeting with that agent and thinking, why aren't you showing me Tracy English first? Like. <laughs> Uh, it wasn't it wasn't I mean you know it's it was probably my fault maybe I shouldn't have gone with them I think they approached me and it just wasn't a very good match but you know it's that's another thing that's hard hard to know always I get Mm -hmm. I get that question a lot you know how do I know if it's the right how do I know if that's it's the right match and it's it's like do you feel like you could talk to this person. Would you want to sit down and have a cup of coffee with this person? You know, would you want to share some things that you might not share with the world? You know, it's just what kind of relationship can you have? And and you have a fantastic agent now. Yes, I have a fantastic agent now. Yes, very happy. Yeah, she's she's a lovely person, and yeah, she's 
yeah, she's fantastic. So um, it was definitely the right move. I think I had left the other agency already and I was just kind of looking around a little bit and Shahan had just, she had been going a little while, but not that long. And we'd had a few conversations on Instagram and things like that. Um, and I just thought, well, I'll just maybe send some work in anyway, just in case she's looking for more people. And it's, you know, you never know what agents are particularly looking for. You never know if you're going to completely match Right. what they, their vision is and yeah luckily she said yes so yeah and it's been great it's been great she's very encouraging inspiring person she works so hard I don't know how she does it yeah but um yeah I know it's been it's been really good for my work and she's Absolutely. been really good for yeah my confidence I guess and yeah so yeah I'm very happy with my choice and the fact that she picked me too <laughs> so um, she just seems to have she just seems like a positive such a positive force I love that yeah, very positive. And her, she has great artists. And yeah, I think she does. the great thing is we're, all, we're not competing against each other because right. we're all very different. All our work is completely different yeah. from each other, which so important. makes it, yeah, which is important because otherwise it's not going to work if you've got two similar people because you're always going to be a bit of a competition going on. And you don't really feel that there's a competition. No, um, I think. Which I think, is great. I think that w- that's another thing I would say um, if you're looking at an agency is there, is there a lot of sameness because then you're mm-hmm. lost in it, you know? So if, if there's things yeah. that if there, if somebody's coming in and in, and they're going to want to look at you all, you know, when I had, um, when I had my showroom and I represented small mm-hmm. handmade lines, um, I was loved it. If some, if I could capture someone for a long time, like they went mm-hmm. from one to the next to the next. And I think if, if an agency has lines that are complementary but different, then there you go. One stop. Mm-hmm. that's a great thing yeah no and she I mean some of her artists do amazing work absolutely yeah. amazing so I'm very Thank honored you. that I could be included in that <laughs> lineup so um so yeah so tell me how the last year has um been for you with kind of hunkering down and not doing the shows and things in the way that we were used to yeah it's been okay I've had everyone's been at home which has been interesting my son's been back from uni my other other son who's doing his A-levels has been schooling at home so Mm -hmm. yeah I guess and my husband now works from home so um it's quite a challenge we don't have a giant house so yeah (laughs) but yeah I guess I don't know just got used to it now really it's weird but I've been relatively busy I've had work from Jahan I've had other work to do I've done a few personal projects so been as busy as I always am I guess and somehow it's weird but you do get used to that kind of haven't been anywhere just had a staycation at home (laughs) we've rarely left London or even our borough that we live in Um, and this we're still being very careful so it's been weird but yeah somehow I mean I'm quite a homebody anyway I don't need to be out and about jetting here there and everywhere I'm quite a quiet self-contained person so um doesn't particularly bother me I mean I was more scared about getting sick than anything right. else because I don't do being sick very well and um, I really don't like it and I don't want to have to stay indoors I like to go out for walks and this and that but and I do want it to be over so, yes. um, <laughs> but um yeah I can't say it's completely affected I think some licenses have definitely been mm. less lucrative because you can see with card greeting card sales and things like that they're completely down because people just aren't buying things in the store um so I think that probably has been affected um yeah. but it is very hard to tell because licensing goes up and down so much anyway that's you know, true you can have a good quarter and a bad quarter and you have no idea why that is 
it's just how it is. It's very um, fluctuates. Yes. And certainly businesses have to keep creating new, new merchandise, but you know, it's trouble with receiving it and, and getting it made on time and things like that. But as far as creating the art, I don't know, it seemed like it was kind of a nice excuse to not have to rush around and to be able to kind of hunker down and, and give yourself that time. If you can find the, you know, a clean tabletop to, in which to work. Yeah. Calling all creatives. This episode is brought to you by Relish Your Creativity. What is Relish Your Creativity, do you ask? It's a monthly creative community built by myself and Natalie Shepard to specifically help you imagine and bring to life a vibrant vision for your own creative future. The Relish Your Creative community membership is made up of like-minded creatives who are ready to grow in their artistic endeavors as well as grow a profitable business. Relish Your Creativity is curated to bring you monthly classes where we deep dive into relevant topics, a private Facebook group to connect, share, and learn together, guest speakers, live chats, and a caring community. These are just a few of the perks you'll get when you join in. If you're ready to confidently put your art into the world, feel more comfortable and empowered in the direction you're heading, or spend focused time and your own creative growth, Relish Your Creativity is the membership for you. To learn more, head on over to www.relishyourcreativity.com. One more time, that's R-E-L-I-S-H-Y-O-U-R-C-R-E-A-T-I-V-I-T-Y.com. And we can't wait for you to see what we have in store. We are live, so head on over to relishyourcreativity.com. Well, I have my own space, but it's still never clean, I'm afraid, Margot. <laughs> yeah, if you could see my room, it's very, very small. This is the depth, <laughs> and it's only four <laughs> metres long. So it's absolutely tiny and stuffed with, um, yeah, stuffed with things. So, But at least it's my little space, and no one else can fit in here. Only my dog can fit in here. Oh, gosh, that's <laughs> no great. Other human, no other human can really fit in here, which is you a good thing. They don't complain. Yeah, it is a bit like that, actually. And they don't want to come in because it's too much mess. <laughs> that's kind of magical. You've worked that out yeah. very well. It works oh, yeah. for you. Too many paper snips everywhere, and they get them stuck on their socks. And yeah. <laughs> Those would be some good pictures. Where where the snips end up, you know, oh, yeah, dog's fur right. and... Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I was doing some gold leafing for a project recently and my son was saying, mom, it's everywhere. It's in the microwave. It's on the dog. You know, it just transfers. So in, speaking of projects, what's been, what have been some of your favorites or things that you kind of, you know, just were really happy to be able to do? Um, I've, I've enjoyed the, we did a big project with um, the games company Borderly, which is, I think Catherine mentioned it as well, mm. um, which was around the world challenge kind of thing so we did lots of different designs from we were all given a list of countries and we had to um yeah I think it was about 16 altogether and then design different puzzle games that were going to be made and created into puzzle patterned games uh, for the Apple Arcade and yeah that was kind of fun because you got to you know kind of explore different countries but virtually obviously Right. Um, and Google lots of different yeah buildings. I mean, I kind of used all buildings in mind and odd little people. And yeah, it was a bit, very nice project that went on for quite a long time. Um, it's quite labor intensive, but it was fun. And I'm hoping to do something else with those designs. Yeah. Well, it's something you could really immerse yourself in like that, you know, and, and have time to do the research. 
and they were all kind of in repeat which is always a good challenge and good practice so yeah that was really cool and I've just done a, a book project which I probably can't say too much about but um, for a children's kind of activity book which was a really was very had to do it very quickly but it was a really nice project as well actually I really enjoyed it oh, that, that was just good. in the past couple of months and uh, that was a really really nice project to do so well you're a good teacher and so I think that would be a a good, a children's activity book would be great. Cause I feel like you, when I watch you, the times that you show what you do, you do it with care and kind of considering that people might not immediately go to the same place in, in their mind that you do. Cause of, you've done it so long. So. Yeah, maybe. I mean, this book, I was kind of told exactly what illustrations to do. So I didn't have to think that much. So um, that's maybe nice. that's what was nice about it. You know, it was like do a set of pencils, do a paint box, do this, do that. And that was actually, it was a bit of a challenge. Some of the subjects that I had to, uh, yoga positions and all sorts of things. It was a little bit of a challenge, but actually it was quite nice to have that challenge, not to actually think about what you needed to illustrate, be told what you needed to illustrate and then somehow just do it in your style. And that was, yeah, it was a, it was a good challenge and a bit different to some of the other things I've done um, so I'm looking forward to seeing how they put it together now it'll be interesting to see how they do the layout as though it was going to be quite quirky and so I'm excited to see that it is always nice to it's interesting I think as an artist and and I know as somebody that takes that art and then puts it onto product you know it's I would imagine creating the art you have an idea in your mind like I mean you obviously you saw the brief and and what that was going to be but you still as you're creating you're like maybe maybe this will happen and and then sometimes there's limitations or you know things can't the colors don't turn out quite the same depending on if it's fired ceramics or whatever yeah, I think the art directors often have a, I mean, with that something, it's, there's a lot of art direction involved. So um, something they must have a vision of what they want, I guess, and they've sold the idea already. So yeah, it's slightly different once unless you just sell an image as a licensed image and you don't really know how it's going to end up or what products they're going to put it on. You've just sold that image. Um, and so that's a completely different concept, really. And often you'd already done the image, you know, right. they're just buying an existing image. So sometimes it is quite nice just to be directed and be told exactly, exactly what to do. It's a different way of working, but it's, yeah, and be told exactly which colors you need to use. And it's a nice challenge. Sometimes it is nice not, I would think, not to have to, just to kind of follow a recipe on the, on yeah, some days. Where like you just yeah. Follow, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have to turn up and work hard, but <laughs> um, yeah, you don't, you can just have the radio on and yeah, get on with it. Because sometimes I find, um, you know, if you're trying to put yourself in the mind of that person asking and they haven't given you the recipe, it's like, am I doing what they want? Yes, that's, I have had that as well. That is, that is quite difficult if they don't direct you very well because you end up doing a lot more work than you really need to because you end up doing a lot of things they don't think is right. And I've had that as, yeah, that is quite a challenge and quite frustrating. It's a balance. It's a balance. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it's nice to do different types of jobs. And yeah, be lucky to have different, yeah, quite a lot yeah. of mixed, especially from Jahan, quite a lot of different mixed projects to do, um, which is good. So, And you do a paper cutting workshop, right? Yeah, that's right. And you were saying that's through Minerva, which we'll put a link to in the, in the show notes, but. Oh yeah, that would be fantastic. I was looking on your Instagram and you had that picture of the whole contraption on how to film that it looked very elaborate. It was quite it was quite a challenge to do that. And I had done a couple of live um, workshops at Minerva. One we would we had hoped to do one after COVID, but it just it wasn't possible. So um, Lottie had already done filmed a uh, lampshade making workshop mm. and she mm. invited me if I would like to film a 
paper cutting workshop, which, yeah, I mean, it sounded sound, it was a lovely invite. So um, I took her up on the offer. Um, it was quite a challenge, I have to say. I found it quite difficult to be filmed, to snip, to talk, to think what you're meant to be doing, um, to try and help people with, you know, what challenges they might have along the way. Um, I always get so many questions from people on Instagram asking me how I do things, which glue I use, which paper I use, how do you do this, how do you make that texture, that I just thought it would be nice to have at least one workshop out there that um, is recorded that people can go to and find out how to do things without having to always ask me questions. So, yes, it was out there on film which is yeah it was it was a good experience I'm glad I did it it was it was quite a challenge just to keep it all going and the two ladies who did the filmmaking were brilliant um and they did a really good job and we we had to do it in a very short period of time so but yeah no I mean I'm pleased with the result and hopefully people who've signed up have enjoyed it um I'm planning to set up like a Facebook group to go with it I just haven't had time to do that yet but um yeah and hopefully people will get something out of it people who want to learn how to collage or just need a few extra techniques or tips then well I would think you get lots of questions all the time because your your style is different and you make it look you know you make it look easy but it's quite a layered process so that's great that that's out there yeah it's a layered process but I think there are I mean you can create collages out of magazines or anything really so it's a good thing you can do a simple version if you like or you can obviously do something more complex like I do but you can still get quite nice results I don't think you need to be able to draw and that's what's quite nice about collage you don't necessarily need to be an experienced artist and you can still get quite a nice result and have something that you're pleased with um, and that's what mm-hmm. you know I'd like to kind of get to those people who would like to be creative but don't feel right. confident enough to do anything um, it's kind of the, the perfect thing for that because it lets you play yeah, it lets you play. And if you enjoy color, then yeah, you can play with colors. And yeah. Do you find yourself doing other things as well besides collage? Or are you just too busy? Yeah, kind of been a bit too busy to do anything else. I would quite like to do some other things, but just haven't had any opportunities recently. But yeah, who knows? <laughs> Watch this face. <laughs> exactly. That's the fun part. We <laughs> well, get, if I get you know, some downtime. Yeah, you can you can reinvent or maybe, you know, when it with the cool weather coming, you can pick up knitting or Oh, yeah. I was never very good at that. I did used to do that a little bit and weaving and all those sort of things that you do when you learn textiles and making clothes. And But yeah. <laughs> well, I think if I lived in London again, I'd, I'd spend a lot of time at Loop London, that wonderful yarn store. I don't store. know that once. <gasps> oh, I've never been there. Where's that? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you see, I'm not a knitter. <laughs> it, it is beyond... You go look online to L O O P Loop London, and it, they just do the most wonderful things. And my, I have a dear friend Julie Arkell who shows her work there. Anyway, I just think you would be inspired because it's okay, you know, because it it yarn to me is sort of collagey in a way. Oh yeah, the colors as well. It, exactly. What else can you do with that? So there's a little, and it's on a lovely little lane with a you know delicious coffee shop across the street and. I should be able to tell you exactly, but I'll put it. No, it's fine. I I can look it up and I let you know. (laughs) There's a little field trip for you. Yes, exactly. Well, where I was meaning to for the last, you know, several months get 
windowsill workshop started, which will be people that I've had on teaching a a little brief course just over Zoom on a Saturday. Mm -hmm. I'd love to have you do that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I did do a um, Zoom workshop with a local workshop place near to where I live. I've never been into their workshop, but they contacted me and we did a Zoom. I don't know about 40 people or something who joined in from around the world. And it was actually, I was really nervous about it. But it was actually a great evening. We really, we produced, they all produced really nice work. We kind of ran out of time, but um, yeah. showed up afterwards and showed me what they'd created on Instagram and stuff. And yeah, it was a really, really fun evening. So I would definitely be up for that. Oh, good. Yeah, it was um it was a lot better than I thought it would be. And yeah, everyone. Well, you know, I, I thought about it before I even started the podcast, because there's another, here I am throwing names out, but there's another beautiful British hand worker. Her name's Celia Pym, and she does uh, mending. And it was just, ah. a, it was at the very beginning of COVID and, and we, where we all needed, you know, I wasn't working, you know, everything mm-hmm. had shut down. And yeah, yeah. I don't know how I saw it. It just popped up and it was very early on a Saturday morning and there were just 11 of us. And I felt like, I mean, I didn't know her from anyone, but I had admired her work and she just, we just chatted over coffee and, and a small project. And it was the most healing in a way, not, you know, but it was just very calming and lovely and just a timeout, you know, just a mental timeout is really great. Yeah. I think that with COVID is about one of the only positive things that's come out of it all the online I mean I'm so thankful for the online stuff my online friends yes and that whole community I mean I'm not sure we would have all gone mad without it I think and all the little classes that have popped up and freebie things and just chats and it's people have been so generous and some of the people that I admire just so completely I mean everybody but it really has been wonderful and I even though sometimes the internet is a ball and chain it just of comparison or whatever. I just think the friends and the ability mm-hmm. to have a conversation like this with you uh, is, I'm so grateful for, for that. Yeah. I mean, I agree. I try to, I try to avoid the negative stuff and the getting bogged down in it, to be honest. I, I mean, it, it, there is, I know there's a lot of bad stuff out there as well, but I try to just take positive, positive things from it because I would, yeah, I would be lost without it. I think Yeah, I would really struggle. And some days I can't keep up with it anymore, but, um, well, you don't have to, right? No, you can do yeah, it your exactly. way. It's part of the collage. Yes, that's right. <laughs> we'll just think of it that way. Oh, yeah, exactly. So do you have any projects coming up that you're excited to dig into? Um, projects coming up. I'm, a, yeah, I'm just about to do a greeting card project, pop-up one for a company okay. that I've been doing some other pop-up cards for. And then I'm hoping to have a bit of time to just do some personal projects actually and some things for Jahan I know that are waiting in the wings that I need to get on with so um so yeah I think there's a few things coming up but I don't have any uh, the greeting card one is the imminent one I think and then you know I've got a few other things that I need to do for Jahan that have been put aside a few, a few times because I've had other projects for clients so yeah I think I've got to get on with those first before I do anything else now so. well that's kind of an exciting place to be where you get to actually work on some of these things on yeah 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 exactly we, we often don't have time for those. No, exactly. So I'm kind of keen now before the summer's over to get on with those really before any other big things crop up. So um, fingers crossed. <laughs> exactly. Well, it's always fun to see what you're snipping away at. It's great. Oh, thank you. So I'd love to know who's inspiring you these days. Oh, yeah, that's always a it's always a tricky tricky problem because you have so many people online and then you have so many people who are from the past and so yeah, I thought I'd pick people who are kind of not people that are online that I look at, but people who I've always admired and I like their work. So so one is Charlie Harper. 
you mm-hmm. probably know he's like mm-hmm. an American yes. graphic designer I guess big in the 60s and 70s and I kind of just I love his work the graphic quality of his work and the way he breaks things into bits and I kind of always think well yeah he could have done he could have been a really good collage artist <laughs> very Wouldn't stylized wildlife <laughs> prints and yeah so I kind of I really like his work I don't know what it is about it but I just I really like it it's very it's so appealing and it's so it's so recognizably him mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. there's nothing else like him and I think that's one of the thing and it's very stylized and I quite like that retro vintage 60s 70s style um so he's he's one of my favorites and then uh, there's one called Sarah Campbell, who was part of Collier Campbell, the textile designers. Yes. And they were my favorites when I was at college. Same. Um, so I thought. I had that bedspread. <laughs> the, the tropical one. Yes. With the palm trees. Yeah, we had that as our curtains in our house. Oh, my gosh. It was so groundbreaking. Yeah. I mean, that is a lot. And it still is a very, I think, very modern looking design. Yeah, I love that design. So, yeah, I thought I'd pick them. And, you know, she's still around. Her sister died, but she's still doing stuff. And actually, she did a workshop at Minerva. I noticed that. I was like, <gasps> which oh my I couldn't go, but it would have been amazing. Yeah. So she's still working away, which is brilliant. So I'm not sure her age, but she must be late 60s, 70s, probably. That's really great to see because, I mean, I remember, I'll never forget the first time seeing that because it was so, the color was so different. You know, everything was kind of Laura Ashley at the time. And then, right. and then there was Collier Campbell. And I was like, oh, that's for me. Yeah, and very painterly designs, but also very individual, I guess. There's nothing else probably right. quite like theirs. Um, they had a great exhibition on recently, actually, a couple of years ago in London, which, yeah, was amazing. Oh, I'll have to revisit revisit and see what, what she's doing. I have a very nice book called The Collier Campbell Archive. I'm looking at it. It's on my shelf. <laughs> but it's a very nice book that I bought secondhand. A big fat book full of stuff with their designs. So, um, so yeah. And then my third choice would be Eric Carl, who, of course, is a collage artist and has yes. passed away recently. So yes. I thought I should pick him because his collages have always inspired me. And he does a lot of tissue paper collage, which I obviously started off doing. Right. When I was on those mats courses, I only used tissue paper at the beginning. I remember thinking, how does she do that with tissue paper? What that, I, was cra- I was stupid <laughs> because I don't do that anymore. <laughs> it's just too awkward. It just seemed so, it didn't seem easy for sure. Now looking back, I think, yeah, why did I just use tissue paper? I'm not sure why I did because actually I, I do know why I did because I started by using the first couple of collages I did. I just used the colored tissue paper that I bought from the shops. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's and then I from that I thought okay I don't there's not enough colors so then I started painting the tissue paper which isn't easy it's very flimsy and it breaks a lot so I have graduated from that I do still use it for a little bit for kind of layering and it gives it a great visual quality though it gives it a nice visual quality and it's yeah it, it, you don't get the same feel with other papers that's for sure it's not as translucent when you use cartridge paper or newsprint but it is quite a challenge and if you want bigger pieces, it, it just breaks up. I don't know how. I mean, I think Eric Carl, he generally mainly used tissue paper. I would. Too bad we couldn't, can't get hats the off same. to him. Yes, hats off to him. I would have loved to. Too bad you can't get him in a conversation with you anymore. That would have been a dreamy thing. Yeah, he has a museum huh, in the States. Don't know what that's like. I think so. I mean, he's such a part of the childhood vernacular mm-hmm. here, at least in the States. And um, some he was definitely somebody that, 
just said, this is who I am and this is what I'm going to do. And I just, I admire that very much. Yeah. And I think his style didn't really change over the years. No, and it really. changed a little bit, but it pretty much stuck to what he did and just stuck to it. I mean, you can recognize his style from the beginning of his career to the end of his career. It's interesting. And I, if you can manage to do that, then that's pretty impressive, I think, because it's true. Yeah. And, and have a style that people don't tire of either. No, that's right. That didn't date. I think that's also, it didn't really, because you can look at things that he did in the 60s and I think Hungry Caterpillar 60s or 70s. Yeah, I mean, still. It could be the 60s, I think. And it still looks fresh. Yeah, you go to a baby shower and you bring Goodnight Moon and the Hungry Caterpillar. You just do. (laughs) Those are are things that are on every bookshelf. Yeah, same in the UK as well. So, So, yeah, those are my three picks. But I have many more, of course, as well. But um, Those are those seem so appropriate. That's perfect. I always enjoy watching what you're up to. So it'll be fun to keep doing that. Well, I'll be in touch and let everybody else know about windowsill workshops too, because I would love to have Oh yeah, that would be yeah, that would be that's exciting. I would love to do that. Good. Yeah. Thank you for the invite. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, thanks for being here today. I just love talking to you and I've always admired your your work. And I think you were one of those people, you know, when I was just starting teaching those classes and you showed up and Monica Forsberg and Jennifer Orkin Lewis and people like that. And I was like, oh my gosh, I, there's some amazing things happening right now. And you are definitely one of those people for me. Yeah, that was a great, yeah, great time really for all of us, I think. And um, yeah, Monica, I know from as she lives in London, we meet up every so often and she's doing amazing work. And she, I mean, she is amazing. So, um, and so is Jennifer. And yeah. Well, you're right there too, my dear. Well, I was honored to be in the classes with them really. So yeah, it was, it was daunting, but yeah, exciting at the same time, I think. Um, I think we continue to learn from each other. You know, it's, it's always great to be inspired by those who have come before, but there's so much happening right around us too. And I mean, just even back to what you said in the very beginning about co- doing color trend for Japan. I mean, that, that just, that comment flew by, but I was like, oh, that's a whole conversation, you know, just do it, thinking of color for other places and other industries. And, you know, yeah, that was, we used to look at a lot of magazines. <laughs> Uh-huh. We used to go through magazines tearing out. I was one of the ones who'd be putting colour boards together and mood boards, a lot of mood boards. So um, we'd look through magazines for hours on end and yeah, and it was before computers. So we had to right. cut and paste everything. <laughs> Letraset lettering. Oh my and, goodness, oh, yeah. yes. I remember when. <laughs> and spray and spray boots and spray mount and <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but we had a good time. We had a good time there. Oh, we did. It was, it was fun. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, of course, you don't do that like it. It's not like done like that now. So, um, no. But, I, but we did I what we did, something. right? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. People would laugh if they saw those foam boards now. Exactly. <laughs> so, well, maybe all that magazine cutting led led to some collage. Maybe. Gosh, yeah. Maybe. Who knows? It's yeah. full circle. I wouldn't have guessed. We never really know, do we? But I think if we lean into the things that interest us, you just never know what's going to turn up. So exactly. That's very true. I think, yeah, you just hope, hope for the best. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Well, thanks for sharing all that you're up to. And I love hearing about it. Oh, thank you very much for inviting me. It's lovely to have a chat. That's it for this episode of Windowsill Chats. Thanks so much for being here with me. It's just so great to be able to bring you these conversations with the fantastic people and wonderful friends that I've met and made along the way. Make sure you subscribe to Windowsill Chats on your favorite podcast app and please share it with a friend. 
And if this episode spoke to you, I'd really appreciate it if you would also leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. You can just go to the bottom of the episode you've just listened to and it'll let you leave a review. If you have any questions or want to check out more details or inspiration that we talked about, head over to the show notes at windowsillchats.com or tantostudio.com. They'll both take you to the same place. I can't wait to share more stories with you again next week. I value your time and I absolutely believe in your potential. Have a great one, everyone, and stay creatively curious.